where you get the power to say no to sin and yes to right is by the instruction of grace. Dr. Tony Evans, revealing the origin of goodness. Jesus Christ brought grace out of the shadows and into the public square for the purpose of transforming us. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. We all love a good mystery, especially that moment when everything clicks into place. Today, Dr. Evans shines some light from the Bible on the mystery of godliness, revealing the key to living a godly life. Let's join him as he begins. Paul tells Timothy, the pastor of Ephesus Bible Fellowship, I want you to teach the congregation how men ought to conduct themselves, how men ought to live their lives, who are part of the household of God, part of the family of God. And I want you to do that, but I want you to explain to them the mystery of godliness. He says this mystery is by common confession, meaning everybody ought to agree with it. Common confession means everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody understanding it the same way. It's common to everybody. Now, in the Bible, a mystery refers to something concealed in the Old Testament that's revealed in the New Testament. He says there is a mystery about godliness that was unclear in the Old Testament that now has been made clear in the New Testament. Now, in order to understand this mystery, you have to understand that a shift occurred when God moved from the Old Testament to the New Testament. A shift occurred. The mystery between the two covenants, Old Testament, New Testament, is a mystery related to how you become godly. It's the mystery of godliness. It's the mysterious understanding of how we consistently are to reflect the character of God in our lives. Many years ago, before the advancement of technology, your grandparents or great-grandparents cleaned their clothes with a scrubbing board. They got the scrubbing board out, they got the pail of water, And they would scrub and scrub and scrub to make dirty clothes clean. Then along came washing machines. The goal of the washing machine was the very same goal of the scrubbing board. The goals weren't this different. The scrubbing board was trying to get clothes clean. And the washing machine is there to get clothes clean. But the power to pull off is different. The scrubbing board that grandmother used to use depended on elbow grease and her ability to go up and down, up and down, wring it out, twist it, then get another piece, go up and down, up and down. The power to get it clean depended on her. That's the old covenant. The new covenant is the washing machine. Which means that the power in the new covenant, the washing machine, is greater than the power in the old covenant, my elbows. Because the washing machine, new covenant, was built in such a way that it has more power 
to clean things than my effort can ever do on my own. Because it has a motive to it. If cleanliness is used for godliness under the new covenant, which is better than the old covenant, it's what God will do, not what you do. One of the problems is Christians who dance between covenants. They use the washing machine this week and the board that week. The washing machine this week and the board that week. And they wonder why some weeks I'm really clean, godly. In other weeks, I'm not so clean, godly, because you're shifting covenants. He said, once you have a washing machine, you do not go back to the board. You don't go back there because to go back there is to retreat to something inferior. Godliness is not tied merely to your belief in God. Godliness is tied to the mysterious one or the uniqueness of Jesus Christ. He is the centerpiece of understanding what it means to be godly and the enablement to use the washing machine and no longer the scrubbing board. Flip over a couple of pages to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 and following. Because now we want to give you the secret sauce of godliness. Because you know, in food, like in barbecue sauce and different sauce, they got their secret ingredients they don't want to tell nobody about. Called the secret sauce, the thing that makes that particular sauce or gravy or food work or taste the unique way it tastes, the secret sauce. Here is the, here is the secret sauce of the mystery. For the grace of God, verse 11, has appeared bringing salvation to all men. Instructing us to deny ungodliness, there's our word, and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly, there's our word again, in this present age. He says the grace of God has appeared. It appeared when Jesus appeared. In John 1 it says, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So with the appearance of Jesus came the appearance of grace. It's not that grace didn't exist in the Old Testament. It's that when the New Testament opens up and Jesus is introduced on the scene, the grace of God has now appeared to all men. And now it is universal in its expression. Some people read the Old Testament and they conclude God was sure mean in the Old Testament. You know, God was mean. I mean, people were dying and you had all these negative laws and regulations. And Well, that's because Jesus hadn't died in history yet. And the reason we aren't killed every time we do something wrong like the threats in the Old Testament is because of what the cross of Christ accomplished to satisfy the just wrath of God. So like I said, you don't want to be living in the Old Testament. Now, but the goal of godliness is the same. He says the grace of God has appeared. So let's define grace 
Grace means unmerited favor. It's all that God is free to do that you could not earn, do not deserve, and could never repay. It is the goodness of God dispensed freely to his creation in general and to his children in particular. Grace is distinguished in the Bible from law, the Mosaic law, summarized in the Ten Commandments. Law is what you must do. Grace is what God will do. Law is the scrubbing board. Grace is the washing machine. There is a whole book written about this tension between law and grace. The old covenant and the new covenant. It's the book of Galatians. Galatians 2.21, Paul tells the Galatian Christians, stop frustrating the grace of God. How do you frustrate the grace of God? He says, because you keep going back to law. And he says, when you go back to the scrubbing board, you cancel out the washing machine. So when you go back to live under the old covenant, you cancel out what the new covenant, the washing machine has been designed to do, and that is make you zestfully clean to produce cleanliness. Many people don't know it, but they go back to the old covenant every time they go back to self-help. Every time they go to, I promise I'm not going to do it anymore. That's old covenant talk. That's old covenant thought because it depends on you. Now, the washing machine, you still need to do something. You gather the dirt. The only thing you do for the washing machine is gather the dirt. That's all you do. With the scrubbing board, you not only gather the dirt, you try to clean it. With the washing machine, you don't try to clean it, you gather it. Both are dealing with dirt, in this case sin, but it's a different method of cleaning the sin. Grace the washing machine, law the scrubbing board. He says the grace of God has appeared to all men. Dr. Evans will have more on the role grace plays in godliness when he returns in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about a fantastic set of resources we've put together this month that will help you learn how to set higher standards, deepen your convictions, reinforce your faith, and live like an overcomer. The Jesus Challenge is an important look at what the Lord had to say in the first three chapters of Revelation to the seven churches and to us. You can get all eight full-length lessons in this series, as well as Tony's Living as an Overcomer book, workbook, and Bible study DVD, all designed to help you experience victory over sin and prevail in your present circumstances. And as an added bonus, we're also including his current four-part message collection on downloadable MP3s called In Pursuit of Godliness. This teaching series takes you deep into Scripture to explore how God allows us to approach Him and reproduce His goodness in our lives. This study bundle is one of the biggest offers we've ever made, and the entire package can be yours as our thank you gift when you make a donation to help keep Tony's teaching on this station. So find out more at TonyEvans.org or call us at 1-800-800-3222 
where members of our resource team are available day and night to help with your request. That's 1-800-800-3222. I'll have that contact information for you again after the second part of today's lesson. Here's Dr. Evans. Romans 6.14 says you're no longer under the Mosaic law. You are now under grace. And it has appeared in a person, Jesus Christ. And when grace is properly understood, because a lot of people misunderstand it or teach it wrong, but he does say instructing us. Notice verse 12. The grace of God, he says, which has appeared to all men, instructs us. He didn't say instructs all men. He says instructs us, talking to believers. It's appeared to all, but it only teaches believers. Instructs us. So grace is a teacher because it's an instruction manual. He says where you get the power to say no to sin and yes to right is by the instruction of grace. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let me say that again. He who knew no sin, perfect Jesus, became sin for us, bore our sins on the cross, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let me say it another way. On the cross, Jesus died on credit. Jesus never sinned. He was a perfect being. So what God did is he took all the sins of the world, bundled them together, and put them on Jesus. So Jesus was credited with our sin. That's what took him to the cross, and that's what killed him. He didn't die because of his sin. He died because our sin was credited to his account. So he had to pay the bill. When he paid the bill, his last word was testelestai, which means it is finished, paid in full. Everybody, watch this, who accepts Jesus, The righteousness of Christ, he knew no sin, perfect righteousness. The righteousness of Christ was credited to his account. Well, how much righteousness is that? That's righteousness that fulfilled all the requirements of the Old Testament because he fulfilled all all the law. So the law that condemns you and me has already been fulfilled in Jesus. But when you accepted Jesus, God credited the righteousness of Christ onto your account. So you not only go to heaven on credit, but the righteousness that God expects you to live as a godly Christian, you also have credited to you. In other words, the righteousness you're looking for, you already have. It's been credited to your account. So to go back to the law to get righteous is to go back to a bill that's already been paid. Let me put it another way. The Mosaic law was never meant to make you a better person. And that's why whenever you appeal to it to become better, you're misusing it. The Bible says by the works of the law, nobody is justified before God. The law is like a mirror. You go to your mirror in the bathroom in the morning to see how messed up you got last night. The mirror shows your hair all over the place. It's so dry saliva running down your mouth. The mirror said you were messed up last night. All the mirror does 
is reveal the problem because it was never constructed to fix it. You do not see the problem, then take the mirror off the wall and comb your hair with it, wash your face with it. You don't use the mirror to fix it. All you use the mirror to do is see it. You need something else. You need the shower to fix it. You don't need the mirror that revealed it to also fix it because it can't. The Old Testament law was the obsolete covenant because it could only tell you the problem. It could not fix it. So whatever ungodliness is operating in our lives has to be fixed by the grace of God, which is the person of Jesus Christ. Most Christians who are serious Christians, we're not failing because we don't know what's right. We're failing with powerlessness to pull it off, which means one thing. Watch this. That Christ in us has not been expanded. Okay, wait, watch this. When a woman gets pregnant, she has the life within her, but in order for that life to be revealed, that life must grow inside of her. And you know when that life is growing because the belly is getting bigger. The, the life inside that was only a little teeny seed once it got fertilized now begins to expand and take over room inside of her belly. You can accept Jesus as Savior, but if there is no expansion of Christ inside of us, Christ in us, the scripture says, which is the hope of glory. If there is no expansion of the life, that's why you will discover how to expand the life within so that you're living more godly without. Because just hearing more sermons on you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. The Old Testament was, was you got to do, you got to do, you got to do, you got to do, you got to do. The new covenant was done, 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 and done. It's taking something already done and magnifying it, not whipping yourself up. That's why, that's why when you, we hear a sermon, you get all whipped up. Okay, I'm ready to live for God now. I'm ready to serve God now. I'm ready to get rid of this addiction now. I promise I'm not going to do that anymore now. And you get whipped up in the flesh. You get whipped up because you get all excited. And less than 24 hours later, <laughs> die down. Because you were influenced from the outside without any change on the inside. If the baby's not growing inside, it doesn't matter how whipped up you get on the outside. And that's why you can go to church and not change. The grace of God has appeared and it does two things. It teaches us to deny ungodliness. So you know you're receiving grace when you're saying no to what doesn't please God and it teaches you the positive to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So we're not talking about something in heaven. We're talking about in this present age, God expects us to relive out his character through the influence of the proper understanding of Jesus Christ, the mediator of the grace of God. How many of you have gotten this in, the, in your mail? A credit card company pre-qualifies you. A lot of us have gotten that. They're telling you, we have just given you now $5,000 you can spend. Okay? We pre-qualified you. You don't have to apply. We've already decided you're worthy. So we pre-qualified you. God has already pre-qualified you for godliness. You've been pre-qualified. 
But once they pre-qualify you, you have to spend it. All they do is give you the amount you can spend. When you accepted Jesus Christ, God pre-qualified you for godliness. Now we need to learn how to spend it. Or as he's going to say in chapter 4, 1 Timothy, you need to learn to exercise yourself to godliness. So we're going to go to the gym. And we're going to find out in God's gymnasium, because that's what the Greek word exercise means. It means to go to the gym. We're going to find out how to lift some godly weights and do some godly squats. How, How do you... Work it out, work it out, work it out, work it out, work it out. Because you've already been pre-qualified. The grace of God is already revealed, teaching us. God wants to reveal his mystery within each of us. But there's a requirement on our part. It begins with acknowledging and receiving it. Dr. Tony Evans is here with a word about how to start. A lot of people exist, but don't feel like they're living. The good news of the gospel is Jesus came to give you life. That is the experience of God's reality operating within you. That's what the Bible calls eternal life. So he gives you heaven as a location, but eternal life is an experience. And he gives it to you for free. That's what grace is about. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't be religious enough to get it, but you can receive it. And so God offers the opportunity for you right now to receive the forgiveness of sins and the free gift of eternal life, which will set in motion a whole lifelong experience of growing in the knowledge of God. So let's get this thing started right now by you going to Jesus Christ and saying to him, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross in my place for my sin. I now accept you as my personal substitute. Come into my life. I receive you now as my only Savior. I receive the gift of eternal life that you promised to give me if I came to you for it. Thank you for your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, we invite you to visit Dr. Evans' website, TonyEvans.org. And follow the link at the very top of the page that says Jesus. You'll find plenty of information and resources there to get your new life in Christ headed in the right direction. And while you're on the website, be sure to check out that special bundle of resources I mentioned earlier. The eight-message sermon series called The Jesus Challenge, along with the Living as an Overcomer book, workbook, and Bible study DVD. Plus, the four-part In Pursuit of Godliness message collection on downloadable MP3s. It's a huge package of life-changing resources, and it's our gift to you with thanks when you make a contribution in support of Tony's ministry. Contact us right away at TonyEvans.org to get the details and make the arrangements, or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. Well, Tony will return in just a moment to wrap up today's message, But first, let me quickly mention an exciting opportunity coming up this November for the Urban Alternative Listening Family. You're invited to join Dr. Evans on a cruise of renewal to the Mexican Riviera. To find out more and to secure your spot on board, just visit TonyEvans.org. While cleanliness may be next to godliness, it'll take more than just a bit of scrubbing to clean up our lives. Tomorrow, Dr. Evans will explore the means God's given us to become more like Him and the benefits we'll enjoy along the way. 
Right now, though, he's back to wrap up today's message with this final thought. Jesus Christ brought grace out of the shadows and into the public square for the purpose of transforming us. The only thing I wanted you to understand now was the mystery. The mystery is Christ in you. God revealed in the flesh inside of you. And the job of the Holy Spirit is to make the indwelling Christ expand within you so that you are naturally becoming more godly. You're not scrubbing it. You're putting it in the washing machine and getting cleansed by it. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 